Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to Not Without My Sister, where today, your favourite local agony answer back to answer your questions as sent to us on Instagram. Beatrice, are you excited to solve the problems of our, of our listeners? Rosemary, I don't think it befits an agony aunt to be excited. I would say that I am pensive, thoughtful, and in fully contemplative mode, ready to solve the problems of people who need their problems solved. As I have everything so together in my life, I am ready to put things together for other people. Actually, I said to Don this week, do you know what? I always wanted to do psychology and I wish that I had done a degree in psychology. So I said to Don the other day, I was like, God, I really wish if I hadn't been a highly superficial fashion designer. I, lo- I would love to have been a psychologist because I think I'd love to be in HR. But then I was like, do you know what? I'd only like to be a psychologist if people took my advice. I cannot imagine being a psychologist and being like, well, A, I'm supposed to sit back here and let you solve your own problems. And B, what you do is your own choice. I'd be like, listen, sorry, you could... The the like the the conditions under which I will accept you as a patient is every week I'm going to give you advice and you're going to go off and take that advice and if you do not wish to take my advice don't come back for another session that would be me oh I know I know that would be you Okay, are you ready for our first quandary? I'm ready. I'm ready to lose all my patience before the second question. Okay. So, I'm going to keep them all anonymous to save people's blushes. What? Of course you're going to get... Were you, were you contemplating using people's names? Well, the first one's from mom. Well, some of them... So... <laughs> <laughs> some of them aren't, aren't even remotely, like... Well, not what I would consider secret. I mean, Rosemary. I would consider nothing secret. That Never is, mind. Yes, that doesn't Just, even, like... <laughs> That's not even relevant. Just just let me just let me read the question. I'm getting a a sinus headache. I'm getting a tension headache. 
I was backpacking through Europe this summer and just got kind of claustrophobic when it came to going back to Ireland because I live with my parents and the cost of living crisis, etc. On a whim and inspired actually by your podcast, LOL, I decided to move to Berlin where my sister has lived for six years. I'm here now and I have a room with a friend, but I'm really struggling to find work in an area I care about because I don't speak German. For context, I want to work for an NGO, but only really corporations here take international English speakers. My mental health is really struggling as a result. And of course, I miss home. On top of that, I've just been offered an interview for a job in Dublin in a role I really care about working for a social housing charity. I have a good chance because I worked there briefly before travelling and I really don't know what to do. Do I do a complete 360 and go home to Dublin where I have a potential love interest I really care for and try to find a room? Or do I struggle it out in Berlin for a whole... Oh, sorry, do I struggle out in Berlin for a while before it ultimately gets better? Please, oh wise ones, show me the way. Love the pot. Thanks, number one. Thanks for the compliments because that immediately distracts me, just like always. Beatrice is feeling warm, fuzzy feelings towards you right now. Pure flattery. As I've, as people in the office well know, they're like, Beatrice got some really bad news, blah, 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 blah. Your dress is really nice. I'm like, thanks so much. Immediately forget about the bad news. So now I've forgotten about the question. What was the, what was the country? Joke. Let's list off there, Rosemary, the pros and the cons that were listed in that letter. And there's probably more to it because we don't know why this person, this individual, really decided to leave the country in the first place and wanted the break, etc. But... List us the pros and the cons. So Ireland, so, I'm going to start with the main one that I heard. Love interest. Love interest in Ireland. Job offer. Well, interview offer. Oh, interview offer. Interview offer, but has a good chance of getting the job because she worked there before. Or he. Okay. They worked there okay. before. Yeah, they worked there before. Comfort, obviously, like familiarity. Comfort right? and familiarity. And they said they are no feeling... No language barrier. No language They miss barrier. home. No language barrier. Yes. And, yeah, and like... homesickness solved homesickness solved love interest job on the other hand no cost of living crisis cheaper like cheaper place to live some like in a way living abroad like opportunity to reinvent yourself and be a new you etc but like that's also exhausting because like probably I mean, this assumes that there's no real need to reinvent yourself you're probably a totally lovely person and you know the fact is, I don't personally love sauerkraut. Now, that is irrelevant <laughs> to the subject at hand, right? I had some delicious kind of potato thing when I was in Munich in some bar. What was but it? Berlin, a very cool city, right? Dublin, also a cool and, city. Was it, Dublin? was it Dublin or was it, it Ireland? Was, it was Berlin versus Dublin. Oh, Dublin, yeah. And their sister lives in Berlin and has lived there for six oh. years. Well, that's very nice. That's, I yeah. mean, that would be very nice if your sister was an incredibly nice, supportive person. And gave great advice that she didn't really mind if you took or didn't take. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you could start a podcast, uh, Nicht uh, Wissausen Sorry, no, Fester. no. Eh. Liam, edit that out. You could not start a podcast. This is the only sister podcast. Stop oh, it now. Jesus. I was about to say, like, <laughs> Nicht is right, but like, Wissausen is not a real word. So. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I never did German, so I wouldn't even know. I mean... Bit, listen, listen, I'll just say, I was like reading this and I was like, oh, you know what? I'd give it a go in Berlin for a while. You know, maybe even take one of these jobs in corporations, like where it's a kind of a big company where it's, an, you know, like a lot of these bigger companies that take English speakers would be internationally known names. So it's good experience. It's good for your CV, even if you stay for two years and then you come back. And then Beatrice, I got to, I have a potential love interest I really care for. And I was like, go home to Dublin. Go home to the love I interest. Know, you know I mean, me. I feel like... What are your plans to learn the language, right? Because like, it definitely is a disadvantage not to have the language. And if you're, there's a specific job, 
type that you want in a certain industry that's going to be the doors are going to be closed you're like i don't actually think it's going to take you that long to learn german i think you could get a roommate or like you know have a flat or whatever like house share whatever it is that you do in berlin apartment share and you'd if you picked a couple of german people you'd have the you'd be fluent in german six months to a year i don't think that's a major barrier but it's a lot of effort. Like it is a lot of effort. Mm. It's going to be hard. Like it's going to be challenging and you're not going to have the same level of confidence, but it's going to be super exciting. And yeah, I and think Berlin is a super and a yeah. learning experience and an adventure. I think Ber- Yeah. I think Berlin is like a really exciting place to be right now. It's super artistic. It's got a lot of culture happening. It's got a really interesting and eclectic art scene and music scene, but it really depends on what you want. So like I wouldn't, I certainly wouldn't go home genuinely for like a potential love interest. I would go and I would do the interview in Ireland. That's what I would do. And I would make no decisions till I have the interview done. Yeah, true. And you know what I was also thinking, even, so say if they did the interview in Ireland, got the job, could they then do the job for a year and do a part-time German course with a view to going back to Germany with more experience and a better grasp of the language in a year or two years? I just feel like, yes, that's all very sensible. But like, I feel like you're going to learn in three months living with some German people. Oh, I know, I know or working in a German company, you're going to have more German than you'll ever have yeah, in a five-year course. Yeah, in three course. years, like, five years. Depending yeah, on, yeah. you know, yeah. So I think it just depends on what you want. Like if you're, I would do the interview. If the job is what you want, you go back. If it's not what you want, you stay where you are and you continue to explore your options because the thing is you can always go home. But once you go home, you're probably unlikely to leave again. So that's, you know, you know, you know not what a great well, answer. Though. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I was also thinking there are kind of no right answers and no wrong answers because... If you go home and you get this job that you love and you have this potential love interest and whether it works out or not, you know, you'll answer a question for yourself and you'll explore something. Or if you stay in Berlin and you get a job doing something else for a while while you learn German, you'll come out of that with like an amazing experience and, you know, an adventure and things that wouldn't have happened in Dublin and people you wouldn't have met. So either way, it's a plus. You know what I mean? I would probably... I would, I would like to say that I would stay in Berlin knowing me I would go home for the love interest but if I was giving myself advice I would say to stay in Berlin. I would say do the interview keep your options open decide whatever makes you comfortable you know like don't feel like you're missing out on something and don't feel like you've given up if you go home like whatever you decide is the right choice for you like nobody else do yeah. what makes you happy that's what I would say. That's very nice. Oh okay here's one. How do you keep in touch with friends at home when you're living abroad? Or do you just accept that it is what it is? Most people are so busy in their day to day that it's extremely hard to stay in touch. I don't. Like I have to say there, uh, you know, over the years, I'm still in touch with two or three people, right? And I think they are not going to make the effort. You're going to make the effort. Unless there are a couple of friends who are the obsessive texters, the ones who I'm going to mention Julie Pilo here, <laughs> who when you write back and you go, how's it going? We'll write back. Great. How are you? What are you doing? What's happening now? Like she loves to text, right? So pick, find who those people are and make sure you stay in touch with them because they will also keep you connected to other friends that you have. Yeah. But I mean, I think the reality is, yeah, people are really busy. You're going to be really busy Mm -hmm. and you're going to have your own relationships and friends to stay in touch with. Like pick the two or three people who are super important to you and then make sure you make the effort because you're the one who's left, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I do know what you mean. And, you know, also I think it's hard, like... I have found it hard when I go home and I'm kind of like, oh my God, I'm going to go home and I'm going to spend so much time with this person. And like, of course you're not because they have a job and they have, like, they're not on their holidays. Do you know what I mean? So they have a job and they have a family or they have a, you know, a partner and they have concert tickets and they have plans. And like, it's not as easy as I kind of thought it was going to be to go home and like hang out with people all the time. 
I'll tell you though, like what you do and I hate, but you do it and it seems to work for you. You and your friends seem to do a lot of voice texting. Oh yeah. And that's Oh true. I hate that, right? Do I do you? it to you. Yeah, I do it to you because we're like when I'm driving, gotta talk and also sometimes I have some very long lecturing things to say to you oh, that she can't does. go in a text and they don't oh. get the right tone of voice. <laughs> <laughs> This the morning in particular, I enjoyed the badgering myself. tone of voice. I would, I would say. This morning in particular, I enjoyed my voice text. Rosemary, it is time to be up. It is time to be building a following on TikTok. Yeah, no. <laughs> what you actually said was it was seven thirty, and you were like, "Hi, Rosemary, you're not answering, so I presume you're building your TikTok strategy." <laughs> uh, and I actually, I take it back. I take it back. I love voice messages. To me, but I hate only. listening to them. I hate. I, hate, I love oh. sending them. I hate listening to them. <laughs> well, that is the most Beatrice McCabe thing I have ever heard. <laughs> the other day, you sent one. And I was like, oh, four minutes and fifty-seven <laughs> seconds. Oh, this is the one to to, to the fam. <laughs> but but also you know, like, s- there's something about them that like when I start listening, it only plays twenty seconds, and then I have to go back to the beginning and play it. It's so annoying. Oh, it's. If there's some if, if you touch some part of your phone it, like mine does that as well but you can also you can speed it up you know on our whatsapp oh my god oh did i tell you about my colleague who said she was listening to the podcast and she likes to listen because she's very american and very business folks she goes i like to listen to podcasts on 2x to 3x speed so like obviously not for relaxation and enjoyment but like for full information absorption she goes she goes i tried your podcast but your sister talks too fast <laughs> So did she just stop listening or does she just have to listen on normal speed? She stopped listening. <gasps> Correct. Oh Not my useful. God. I feel like you brought that up to criticize me. No, she needs to feel efficient and you weren't making her feel efficient. Okay, so, oh yeah, so you, so you have to make the effort. Maybe we should speak more slowly and get double the episode length out. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. How do you rebuild trust in a relationship after a betrayal that we're trying to work through? Oh, I'm the worst person to ask about that. I can't. I, I don't think, I mean, maybe now I could because I'm just exhausted. <laughs> You have to make sure that you're as fully exhausted as possible and that you have absolutely, it's like that, do you know what? Maybe this is a really serious question. I shouldn't be making jokes. It's like it that is Louis a serious C. question. And I shouldn't be referencing Louis C.K. because he's been no. cancelled by me. But absolutely way back not. in the day, and he actually had a good joke way back before he was like a right wing nut. And it was, he said, like, it was like that time where he, he, he was quite humorous back in the day before we re, he revealed himself to be his true self. Before he, goes, he revealed you know, himself being right. Thank you. Yes. And he goes, because, you know, when I, I, I was with my girlfriend and I thought, like, I, I, we're really close and we're getting we're engaged and I can't leave because then we had a kid and I was like, oh, can't leave because then we had another kid and I was like, can't leave. And he goes, and then suddenly I had four kids and he goes, I can't even remember. The, I can't even remember the joke. Cut this out, Liam. <laughs> That was just a really long-winded way of you proving how tired you are. You're just like, be as tired as me. Let me tell you this long. Oh, it's gone. It's gone. (laughs) The point was, he's like looking back going, I could have left at any of these moments. I could have left. And now I'm like, I can't leave. I'm in fucking Fort Wayne, Indiana. And my sister has has conspired to move here and double trap me. So like, I've got four kids, a mortgage, a husband, a dog, a cat, a house in the middle of nowhere. Fort Wayne, Indiana, and now my sister lives here, so like I can never leave. Right? I know, and imagine imagine if you left, you'd never see Atlas. Whatever oh, about me. Love Atlas, but like least of my worries. Never here, never get any more of Brandon's carrot cake. That wasn't carrot cake, that was chai cake, you weirdo. Oh, I thought it was carrot cake. Anyway. Anyway, so being, we... I, prior to this relationship, to go back to the question, I could never forgive anybody anything. Ever. I was super like incapable of well I did forgive that one boyfriend once who cheated on me in the back of the garden with some other girl at a party and like but I never got over it like I agonized over it all the time I replayed it in my mind all the time I have a question yeah did can you forgive someone if they're not sorry did he apologize like your ex-boyfriend who kissed you one in the garden like sure like so sorry but like did he mean it who knows I mean who knows Mm. another person's the inner workings of their soul Okay, well, let me tell you what I think from the perspective of somebody who has experienced, I'd say, quite similar. There was a betrayal in a relationship that I was in for a few years and we then tried to work through it. Why are you doing that? 
This is serious, Beatrice. I'm talking about my heartbreak and you're making like Angelina Jolie duck face. I just was thinking that I look like Angelina Jolie, actually. (laughs) So thank you for that. Thank you. We both had the same thought. Thanks so much. Yeah, you did look like her. You also looked entirely mad. God, I was anyway. like, if I absolutely starved myself, I'd look like Angelina Jolie. Okay, so this person has a serious question and I'm about to talk about a serious heartbreak in my life. Can you please, st- I'm just going to turn off your camera. How do I do that? Peter, just stop. I'm stop listening to you, I'm listening to you, go on. I would say that you have to make really, really clear what you're expecting in terms of rebuilding trust in the relationship. And you both have to be willing to put in the same amount of work. And the reason I say that is, in my situation, for the first couple of weeks after the whole kind of incident, basically like that I was cheated on, for like for the first couple of weeks afterwards, was very apologetic and like putting in the effort and spending lots of time together and trying to really show me that they cared and still wanted to be in the relationship. But then I felt like that all kind of fell by the wayside. And there were a lot of weeks then when like my ex was going out a lot with his friends and just, I felt like just didn't seem to didn't wasn't really acting like he needed to make an effort with me and I felt like he really did but I don't know that I ever said that to him do you know what I mean like I don't know that I ever said to him look I'm feeling really insecure ever since this happened and I'm going to need you to act like you want to spend time with me more than you want to spend time with anyone else like you want to you know include me in things like I'm going to have to like you're going to have to help me gain this kind of feeling of comfort and security in the relationship back and I don't know that I ever said to him said that to him but then it all just came to a head a couple of weeks later where I was like, you're, you clearly don't want to be in this relationship anymore, but you just can't say it. So I'll say it like it's over. And then literally half an hour later, I was like, maybe I made a mistake. And he was like, no, you were right. Terrible. But also, let's assume that in this situation, the individual assumes or believes that their partner is truly remorseful and wants to you know, fix whatever happened. And people do things for all types of reasons, right? They don't always, it's not always, it's not always the most dramatic of reasons. Sometimes it's to express their own frustration or boredom or a moment of weakness. Like, and those things exist and none of us is yeah. perfect. Yeah, yeah, of and course. Life is, yeah, no, no, I, I'm just saying, and life is long. I think you have to play it forward a little bit and say, if I, if, if we were to break up, would I be happier? If we were, to stay together would I be like I think you have to play it forward a little bit because it's very often it's very hard like when you're so stuck in the moment with the emotions of today and the hurt of today I think you know but like I look yeah, at a lot of yeah, people yeah. and a lot of relationships who have overcome much worse things that like I would have thought at the time were not salvageable you know so I think it's like how critical is this and what was the real intent behind it like that's probably the biggest thing like what was the real intent behind the actions that led to this betrayal or whatever this like this issue in your relationship like were they was it something super sinister that can't be solved or was it like a true lapse of like i'm just human and i made a mistake you know because i'm sure we are yeah 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 capable of that but yeah but i but i do just think that in terms of rebuilding trust you need to make it really clear what you need and the person needs to be willing to do that. You know what I mean? That like, that's, yeah, but I think that's you the also problem. Have to, but I think you also have to be really realistic with yourself. Are you actually capable of trusting this person again? Do you think? Oh, yeah. Like, do, and do you want to? Or are you going to bring it up every time like there's a an argument or every time that they do something that you're 
Because like there will be moments again where you like you're not going to have a tracker on this person. You know what I mean? There will be moments where you quite like, can you put it behind you? That's probably the other thing. Like you have to be really honest with yourself. Do you have the ability to put this behind you and move on? Yeah, I think you get to bring it up for a while. Six months. But like you're not making yourself happy by bringing it no, up. No, I know, I know, you know? I know. I'm kind of. I, I don't. Kind I don't of a joke, think that's like... super helpful. Like I think you go, you talk. If you really want to figure it out, you probably go and talk with somebody, and then you both agree. Like you move on. Yeah. Because you know it happened. It is what it is. There's not a lot of benefit to to rehashing things. I think. Yeah. 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 I know what you mean, but I, you know, but I also think. Like, I used to think basically that if there was something like that that happened in your relationship, that like some kind of betrayal or something that broke down, that in order to move past it, you had to decide, okay, I'm going to forgive and I'm never going to bring it up ever again. Right. And I don't necessarily think that's healthy because I think sometimes, you know, a couple of days or a couple of weeks or even a couple of months later, you might suddenly go, you know what, I really, I really just want to know that night that that happened. You know what I mean? That like sometimes you have questions about it. Sometimes you, like you want questions answered or... And I don't think it's helpful for the for the person who was like, I suppose, for want of a better word, like the victim in the scenario to feel like they can't express that. You know what I mean? So like, I, I, basically I disagree, just think, actually. Oh. I disagree. Because I think like you have to put it. I think that you oh, but have this your is, sorry, This is so you. This is so you. This like the past is in the past. What's the point in going over? Whereas I'm like, I need to talk about it in therapy. I need to no, sit no, down and I talk, talk about, about this. It. I talk about it in the short term. And then it's over and you move on. Because I also go, you live one life. And you can either make yourself miserable, but the actions are there. They happened. They're done. They're real. And you can feel all those feelings. But and you can certainly I, I fully believe in talking these things out. But I also think that you have to move on at a certain point. Like friendships are built on lots of great things, but also lots of really difficult things. You know, like having you and I have had many many's a major blowout. Like you seem to be able to remember them. I remember none of them. I'd like, but I hashed them to bits, like when they happened. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, true. Do not think about going to sleep right now because I have not fully told you every single thought that went through my head ever, you know. And then, <laughs> but then for me, like it's over. Yeah, I know you look exhausted just thinking about it's it. It's actually. I, think I was just thinking. Julie. I was just thinking. Thank God you don't love voices. Say the, <laughs> the voices you'd be sending late at night. Hey, I'm just thinking about this now. Three a.m. I just have listen. I just have to get this out. That's actually what you could do with your three a.m. thoughts. You could put them in a voicey. Oh my god, I can't because like I don't need to because they are so crisp and perfect in my mind that I know that when I wake up the next morning I will remember them. That's why I don't have to put them in a notebook either. And the next morning when I wake up, I mean the other morning I had a phenomenal. Oh my god, last night I had a dream where I told Tom Brady how his head was really ugly. Don't know why anybody <laughs> fancied him. <laughs> okay, Ooh, listen, you like. <laughs> Yeah, an arsehole. Can we can we just get on with our with our agony on questions? Okay. Here's one. Is Tom Brady husband... good looking? I no. I don't think so. Interestingly, you ask. <laughs> My husband won't clean up after himself. I'm enabling him if I say nothing and do it myself, but I'm moaning if I ask. I could have written oh, this. Oh my god. I could have written this. We we all could have written this. But you know what? This goes back to that Guardian article that I read that I was just talking about with Don last night, where honest to God, it said like every relationship that you have, every situation that you end up in a relationship, like, I mean, within reason, like I'm not talking about abusive relationships. They are constructed by two people. You can't look at the person opposite. You're right. You are enabling him, right? You, but 
do you want to be fighting with him the whole time either? Not sure. So like, I don't know what the middle ground is. Like Don has a junk drawer that has become five junk drawers. Oh, right. And which he just, are... where he just opens, this is Don's idea of tidying, just opens the drawer and he just gets his arm and sweeps everything into it. And I'm like, Don, are you aware? You know what? Maybe this is the answer because I remember I'm going, Don, are you aware that like, you're just creating more work for me later? Why? And I go, because I'm about to put these all in the right place. Well, that's your choice. No, mom, it's not my fucking choice. It's like, you did this to me, but so Don used to, still does on occasion, whenever there was a spill to be cleaned up, Don would love nothing better than taking my clean tea towel, my good oh, yeah. new brand new tea towel or bath towel and throwing it on the ground and using it to wipe up anything, any liquid spill. Mm. But then we were at this art fair and he bought himself a tea towel with a Star Wars gun printed on it. Can't even make this up, right? And a couple of weeks later, grabbed it in a fit of pique and cleaned up some big stain with it and then came out and he was like, oh, Beatrice, I never understood before, but now I understand. I'm so sorry that I used all your tea towels to clean stuff up because I'm so upset that I like ruined. But this I was is... so annoyed at the same time. Like, what yeah, the this fuck? Is such, like... Sorry, this is such a typical man thing that it's like, I didn't understand that until it happened yeah. me. I couldn't possibly I mean, imagine it... how you felt until it happened me. Well, Rosemary, isn't that all of us? Because like he has really bad motion sickness and I'd be like rolling my eyes going, motion sickness, motion no, sickness. And this then is I just had... a story about you being a dickhead. I feel uh, very sorry for people with motion sickness. Please. I was like, I mean, it's probably a thing, but is it that bag? Bag? That bag? Is it that bag? <laughs> and then literally when I was pregnant with Nash and I had the worst motion, I had to jump off the subway multiple times to puke into bins on the platform. Oh, I'd rather die. Like, yeah. Appalling. And oh. I was like, but the worst thing was like, I was like, Don, like motion sickness is real. I'm sure he wants to fucking kill me. <laughs> I'm sure he did, but he was probably like, she's carrying my child. Okay. Well, no, he was, he was more like, I'll, I'll, I'll take this out on her in tea towels later in life. <laughs> well, anyway, the answer being, are you enabling him? Yes. If you talk to him, are you a nag? You're actually not. But like, are, is, is there a middle ground? Yeah, I was actually going to say there was like Brandon and I had this fight once about I had bought like a valance or what it's, what's it called? Like a bed skirt. A valance. A valance, Rosemary, yeah. Valance. Valance, right. I bought one. Our mattress weighs about three tons and I had spent, I actually stupidly got our nine-year-old in. I was like, here, you help me. And I have to say he was beyond useless at trying to hold up that mattress. Anyway, it is incredibly, incredibly heavy. So I literally, it took me about an hour. I sweated, I heaved, I hoed. I put the Valance under the mattress. And then about two days later, Brandon decided to turn to turn the mattress around, to flip the mattress or whatever. And the, and the Valance got all caught up. And he just didn't bother fixing it. And afterwards, like, I was also, like... Also, ding dong. I know, Beatrice. As we and say in I, my house now. And ba- basically, I was like, you know, like I spent ages doing that. And he was like, yeah, it's not a big deal. And I was like, no, it just makes me feel like you don't think that my time is important. And you don't think that the things that I care about are important, which is fine. But like, don't let me fucking waste my time on something and then just shit all over it basically no rosemary sorry i fell asleep there because this is the exact conversation i have the entire time you don't value my time you think my time is less valuable i would say let's do what i read about in the new york times this week where it said if your work and i work which i assume we all work in various ways whether it's in the house or outside of go the house, on yeah it said sit down with your partner in today's world sit down and say these are all the tasks of the house, dishwasher, blah, blah, blah. List them all out, every single one, and then divide them up and say, you'll do this and I'll do this and you'll do this and I'll, or you'll do this on an alternating week. And it said, literally divide them up. And I was like, that's actually, no. Sorry, I fell asleep. That sounds incredibly boring, like meal planning. 
Oh, but I thought that was really interesting because I no, think there's a lot of jobs that like we do or that people do that, that they don't even know. They don't even do see. Not, they don't even realize they, you're doing they it. They don't appreciate because they do not consider them to be important and yet they yes. benefit from them. Yes. Therefore, I thought that was a really good one because that removes the emotion from it. These are all the things that need to happen in our house to keep it running. You're, if you do these ones, like let's put two columns in and I'll do these ones, you do those ones and maybe you like alternate, but you're, you have an agreement. Um, and then I think you have a better leg to stand on. I thought that was a good one. I'm also not against the idea of just getting a little cupboard for yourself and keeping your own plate and your own knife and your own fork and your own cup in there and letting his dirty dishes just pile up in the sink until he does something about it. Absolutely That's... not, because you're going to... You're gonna, do you know oh, what? You know, you I have suffer. a better one. Do you know what? We're being so civil. I've got a better one. Throw a fucking fit. Scream <laughs> through dishes. <laughs> fucking throw a fit. Take everything that he values and fucking fling it on the ground. I, say, I uh, flung a spoon of whipped cream at Brandon yesterday. He was annoying me so no, much. No, no. I'm talking about like Brandon's three most recent 3D object. Get his 3D printer and his fucking 3D slam ghost? it on the ground. His oh, 3D God. printer. Slam it on the ground. Fuck you. You don't value my time. Fuck you. Throw it. 3D print that. Girls, I don't know why you have to curse so much in the podcast. Mom, that was Rosemary. She was imitating me. <laughs> okay, the last, <laughs> the last one, right? Okay. I hate a colleague. The sight or sound of him makes me want to punch his lights out. <laughs> I've got the same advice. Throw a fucking fit. <laughs> Smash his 3D printer. Just throw it on the ground. <laughs> God, there's no, actually... I've got, I've got a better one. Smash the office 3D printer and put his fingerprints on it. <laughs> there's actually nothing worse than when you have to work with somebody like every day and you just hate them oh. go on go on finish the quote finish the finish the message that's it i hate oh, a colleague and? the cider sound of yeah. him makes me want to punch his lights out I'm, I'm like i'm sure they're asking how do i better cope with this scenario oh are they is that what they're asking or are they asking how to get rid of them because i was thinking today if you wanted to murder someone the the real key is making sure the body's never found because it's very hard Uh-oh. to have, have a murder conviction Rose without Ray. a body please i mean as if you could do that now i would say I recommend just like pure passive aggressivity. Like I'm trying to think about the people that I really, you know, have bothered me in my career. And I would just go like everything they say, just be fully like insincerely complimentary of or undermining of. I mean, let me think of a name. I mean, Johnny, what a wonderful suggestion, zero profit. And a lot of work for all the teams. But I mean, it sounds like the engagement levels we'd get here would just be top notch. Who's in for Johnny's plan? Uh, hands around the table. Is that a no? Okay, move. Johnny, better luck next time. Then I would say things like, Johnny, I was actually still speaking, but thanks for you. If you could just hold off there, Johnny, with your idea, I'm going to finish my idea. I'm going to finish what I'm talking about. Oh, Johnny, interesting. You said that. I actually said that a minute ago. Maybe you weren't listening to me. Yeah, that was actually my idea, Johnny. Thanks for thanks for weighing in. Sounds like Johnny agrees with me. Hands up around the room. It sounds like Johnny and I are on the same team. Anybody agree with that? That's the kind of shit that I would do. Like, sorry. No, Johnny, you're not having any of my sunshine. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. She has rendered me speechless. And she has answered your your question. Well, your, she's responded to your statement with aplomb. Thank you what all so much for do? listening. What would, what would you do, Rosemary? 
Beatrice, what do you mean? What would I do? You know exactly what, what I would, would do. You do to me? You'd be like, Johnny, could I tie your shoelace for you? Oh my God, I was just about to say, I'd be fancying Johnny and, and trying to trying to like slide into his DMs. I would be like absolutely hating him and then inviting him over for dinner. Of course, that's what I'd be doing. Okay. Pathetic. Dinner, inverted commas. Oh, I know, stop. Actually, no, what I would be doing is I'd, I'd make a group WhatsApp with other people in the office and just be bitching about him all day. And like everything he said, I'd be like, haha, Johnny, like in the WhatsApp or I'd be sending gifts. You know what I mean? That's what I do. I'm really you'd bitchy. Saying, or you'd be saying, do you know what a Johnny is in Ireland? And then you'd be like, and everyone like your one's weird. <laughs> I think that every time I get those Johnny Pop ice creams. <laughs> Rosemary, what about the Mickey? The Mickey, like the word Mickey. And when you go down to Disneyland and they're all like, put your Mickey up, put your Mickey up there on the counter. It's like, excuse me. I know, me? I actually almost bought it bought a jumper for Atlas that said Mickey but I just thought it was too funny like but nobody would get it except me and you <laughs> okay thank you all so much for listening to Not Without My Sister you'll get us on Instagram at Not Without My Sister our website's notwithoutmysis.com email us notwithoutmysis at gmail.com and please whatever you do don't take our advice bye what? yeah bye not Without My Sister is produced by Liam Garrity, sound and original music by Don Kirkland, and our original illustration is by Lindsay Nielsen. Petrified, the horror fiction anthology podcast from a darker Ireland is back. Who's there? Petrified tells the chilling tales of ordinary people encountering the supernatural and their terrifying fates. Oh, dear God! Reverend Mother! CrimeReads.com said Petrified is extremely well-written, expertly produced, and brilliantly acted. Don't leave me here! Petrified. Your headphones will be haunted. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.